Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Well, she's got a lot of things on her mind to talk about now. She's taking care of her voice, so you know that she's not going to shout now. She's not going to shout. So get your headphones ready to hear what it's all about now. We'll have no fun, no fun, because your purpose podcast comes out today. We'll have no fun, no fun, because your purpose podcast comes out today. No Fun, the Jen Kirkman Podcast, Episode 43, Season 11. You may be wondering, wait a minute, my favorite podcast app that I'm listening to this on says the last episode was 41. Jen, this isn't episode 43. This is episode 42. And I say to you, no, no. Episode 42 is Patreon only. And you can get it by going to patreon.com slash Jen Kirkman or click the link in your show notes and you can get a seven day free trial. And uh, there you go. I don't care if you keep getting seven day free trials with different email addresses. Don't care. Um, or you can pay $3.99 for the next month and get that episode and all other episodes ad-free. So I released something on Thanksgiving Day, which I'm so dumb, I did not record an intro to it, and I thought I did. And so some people were uh, confused because it just, you know, I just start talking. So basically, what I released on Thanksgiving Day was about a 20-minute episode. It was an announcement that this podcast is coming to an end. And what, what you heard was a clip from a Patreon episode. So I did an episode or, or a Patreon version of an episode. So I did an episode like, I don't know, back in October. And in that episode, I think it was called Beginnings and Endings or Begins and Ends. I said, well, I have to announce something. This podcast is going to be coming to an end the week before Christmas. And I explained why. And, and, and so I just took that audio and put it as a public episode for Thanksgiving so that you guys would have the information that this podcast is coming to an end. But I didn't record an intro saying, hey, everybody, I have some news. You know, this clip is from a Patreon episode. So it was very abrupt and weird. So I will say all that now, which is that, and I explain it in that clip, but I believe it's time for this podcast to come to an end. Nothing bad has happened there's a thriving Patreon community. It, it will be, you know, um, I will be giving up a, a 20% of my salary, but I really feel that I am moved to do something different. And I have been, this isn't, you know, you're not getting my first thought about this. This has been on my mind for two years. And so I gave it two years 
And I, you know, I used to do so many episodes, especially because the Patreon really got cooking during COVID uh, lockdown times, like the first year of it. So I was doing, you know, I don't know, 12 episodes a month. And it was like video episodes and so many bonuses. And then once, you know, life opened up again and I went back to work full time writing on Mrs. Maisel, I scaled down. Now we're just doing four episodes a month. And you know what? So that the Patreon offering is unique, I will just put out 20 minute public episodes. And if you want the whole episode, you can get Patreon. Just trying to make my life easier. But when you really love doing something, you will spend, you know, some of your spare time on it, right? Your weekends, your nights. And I felt every time I had to go record this, like this kind of dread. Now, I feel that way anyway about everything, even things I love, because that is that is what the ADHD brain is like. It's nothing personal. And then once I get going, the dopamine starts working and I'm like, oh, this is great. But besides the normal ADD dread of starting a task or starting a a job for the day. There's another dread that I check into, which is, no, I really just don't feel like this is me anymore or the best way to express myself. And that's how I felt with stand-up and how I still feel with it. And so as I explained in that other episode, you know, this podcast was supposed to be about my life. And I'm less comfortable talking about my life in a public way, unless there's a reason. And I didn't think this podcast, which is just sort of my diary, was enough of a reason because it's not that I feel it's self-serving. I just feel it's a little pointless. And like, if I could sort of funnel why I'm talking about certain things besides the usual, well, this could help someone who's going through the same thing and it could help them feel normal. That's totally great. And that's sort of what stand-up is for, too. You know, you make jokes about things because you know you're not alone in something. That's why, you know, we do stand-up knowing you'll probably laugh if we say it funny enough, but we, we, we mostly assume you're going to understand the crazy thought we had, you know. Um, we wouldn't say it if we didn't think you understood. Because that would be too much of a risk for no one to know what we're talking about, right? But usually, because the audience isn't filled with stand-ups. They don't quite think that way. So they might come up to us after and say, I thought I was the only one who thought that. And that's when you know you've made a connection. That's great. But with a podcast, I wanted to funnel it through a more definitive topic. And I was waiting for years for that topic to come to me. At one point, I thought it would be Gen X. At one point, I thought it would be, you know, perimenopause and a woman and you know, I'm going to be 50 soon. And, and, and it just, none of that really felt exciting to me. But on the side, what I've been doing for the last three years is really diving into my ADHD diagnosis that I wholly ignored for 10 years while getting therapy to treat the other things that my therapist thought I had and that I believed I had as well. I, I kept just being like, oh, that ADD thing, that's, I don't know, that must have to do with focusing, but I think I can focus pretty well. So I had no idea that all of the chaos in my life from relationships to feelings to time management to insane bouts of depression, uh, immobility, frozenness to extreme periods of motivation. And I, I just had no idea that it wasn't all one thing, which is ADHD. And 
there's been a lot of grief going back over my life and, and seeing, oh my God, if I had only really known. But when I got my diagnosis, the, no one explained it to me. And anyway, so on the side, I've been taking ADHD coaching courses. I'm reading every single book there is to read about it. I'm working on it. I'm medicated properly for it. I'm in therapy talking about things that are not ADHD so that I can get a handle on low t uh, small T trauma and things like that. And I'm using the coaching for the things that are specifically ADD. So, so I'm, I feel like I'm getting finally treated correctly and not wasting time. And it's been the thrill of my life. I've seen myself change so much. My life is so much better. And I love talking about ADHD. And there was something about my career in the last few years where, and again, it began because of having that year off, being home um, in the COVID lockdown. I didn't have the year off. I mean, I, I had writing jobs that we did over Zoom, but I had the year off from touring where I realized I don't miss it. And also, I do feel I miss that connection that I have with an audience where they tell me that the silly joke I said helped them in some way. I wanted to be more blatant with the helping, but I don't want to be one of these comedians who then thinks there's some kind of spiritual guru. I've seen that happen a lot and it's really weird. And so I thought during COVID lockdown, how can I help people? And I noticed that for the first time, everybody was talking about anxiety. And there were people that weren't even naming it as anxiety, but they were feeling a certain way physically. And I knew that one thing that I had really overcome was anxiety. And, and that's a comorbidity of ADHD. I actually think most of my anxiety dis diagnosis was ADHD because as I dove more into anxiety and I had that podcast, Anxiety Bites, I realized, oh, I don't relate sometimes when other people with anxiety talk to me. They seem to really have it worse. And then I realized, well, some of the symptoms I have of anxiety are ADD symptoms and the other symptoms of anxiety, which are just pure anxiety. I don't have those. But I've gone through periods of my life where I had phobias, panic attacks. I mean, I certainly can offer some help with physical things that you can do. And it doesn't have to be this deep, big therapy session. And where does the anxiety come from? Sometimes you just need something in the moment physically to reset your nervous system. And so I got really big into studying the nervous system during that year of COVID lockdown. And I knew I could help people who, who really were so anxious that they thought the only way to get rid of this is to get a therapist and I can't do that and I can't do that. And it's just like, we can start with the nervous system. So I started teaching these breathing classes over Zoom. I was very careful not to teach meditation classes because I'm not licensed, I'm not trained, and I'm not exactly some everyday meditator. But I could lead classes in visualization, breathing, things that I've done that helped me get over the hump in terms of when I had really bad panic disorder, specific airline travel phobia, and some generalized anxiety. And I really liked it. Now, I didn't want to spend my life on Zoom meetings with people doing breathing classes, but it really, like, I came to life. I was really happy. I was one of the only people I knew 
that was thriving in the lockdown because I'd, I'd locked into something I loved doing. And when you're an ADHD person and that happens, oh my God, it's dopamine rush after dopamine rush. You know, who needs cocaine when you can start a side business? And so I knew this is making sense to me. You know, something, there's something here. I don't still know what it is. I want to help people. And then I did the anxiety podcast. And during doing it, I was like, eh, this, this isn't quite it. And I was like feeling very Goldilocks. You know, nothing was just right. And at the same time, I'm just over here personally working through my ADHD stuff. And it's not dawning on me, hey, dummy, this is what your podcast should be about. It's one subject. You can talk about many aspects of your life. You can still give that first person gen experience where you might talk about a breakup you had or a fight with a family member or a job thing that went badly. But the reason you're doing it is because this week's episode of ADHD whatever podcast is about rejection sensitivity. And oh my God, so you mean all those times I had breakups and I wanted to die, that was you know an ADHD symptom. Like I can talk about things that I didn't approach on no fun because I didn't feel there was a reason. But now I can use it instructively and as an example of something. And so you still get a podcast that's about ADHD where I've collected all of this information that you might not do yourself. I've organized it by topic and every week is a new topic. And then you might get some personal stories that might be of interest to you because you always liked my comedy or might be of interest to you because you just want to hear a person being honest about things that you didn't know other people went through. I felt I could best serve my voice by going towards one thing that I really enjoyed, which is putting something out that blatantly the goal is to help others. Not just, I'm going to put out this podcast where I talk about my life and if you get a laugh, great. But if it happens to help you, even, you know, great. But I want to be intentional. And I got bored with talking about myself because I wasn't really talking about anything of interest to me because, again, I didn't feel like going deep with certain things in my life was, A, just the way I want to be anymore. I don't want to be so boundaryless. And, and B, if I'm going to talk about something that's kind of deep or kind of real, I, I really needed to have a reason. I can't just be throwing my shit out there. And uh, yeah, so that's how I know is like once I really lose interest in a real way in something and there's no resentment or hate or this is stupid or I regret doing it. It's just simply this is time. I am now starting an ADHD podcast. It's called You Are A Lot, parentheses, an ADHD podcast. It will come out every week. It begins on December 4th. It does not come through this feed, although I will drop one episode through this feed just to introduce you to it, but it will have its own podcast feed. If you go to the show notes of this episode, you can subscribe right now. It will be available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Libsyn. There's also a Patreon as well that has some bonus things that might help some, someone with an ADHD brain. And I'm really excited about it. And so no fun will come to an end. The last episode will be, I think it's December 18th or December 21st. And this just feels like, uh, the last episode will be the 21st. Yes, this just feels like the right thing. Or is it the 18th? Oh no, it's the 21st. Okay, sorry. So this just feels right. Um, so that's like the intro, but I got a podcast review on iTunes from someone who's very upset. And this review really made me laugh. And they are so passionate and it is so sweet. Like when you're a performer, you totally want fans who are like this passionate. 
but I will, I'm reading it because it's funny and passionate and it's so kind, but it is incorrect in terms of where they think I'm at and why I'm ending the podcast and what my life is. I'm a successful TV writer slash my title's producer, but it just means writer. The Writers Guild labels things weird. I don't know why. And I've always done that. I've been in the WGA since 2008. I've been writing on TV shows since before then, and I never was not going to. Never not, because that union's amazing, and that's where my pension is. And I, I mean, health insurance, like, and it's just part of my career. I'm a, I was a stand-up comedian and a TV writer, always have been. Always wanted to be both. And now I've just decided to do one. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk again about what I'm going to re refute everything this this wonderful reviewer said and then talk a little more personally on the Patreon episode about what has been going on in my life that that I don't talk about on the podcast in a very vague way. I'll talk about it. But um so I'm going to read this review and if you want to hear my response and the rest of the episode go to patreon.com/jenkirkman. You can get a 7-day free trial. I don't care if you don't pay for it after that. Um, I just want you to hear the episode if you want to hear it. So this is uh, five stars. Thank you. And it was posted by someone called Another Concerned Citizen. You were warned is the title of this Apple podcast review. There. Are you satisfied now? You made Jen cancel the podcast. Jen begged, pleaded, threatened, got annoyed, got angry. And finally, she rose above it all and wished you well. Did you become a sustaining subscriber on Patreon? No. She announced goals. She paid for help. She gave you a seven-day free trial. She gave away tote bags. Did any of that eke out one measly dollar from you, tightwad Tanya? No. Oh, you did use that seven-day free trial. However, you canceled right away, leaving a tidy sum of zero dollars on the table. You sure know how to put yourself out there, don't you? When it comes to supporting Jen, all of a sudden, you need to cut back because you already have too many subscriptions. Horse kidneys. This isn't the first time Jen needed your help and you stood there with a dumb blank expression on your face. She could have been touring on a private jet to big theaters across the nation, having the time of her life if you had bought tickets to her appearances. Instead, you said you would watch her special on Netflix and then not even do that. What's it gonna take, huh? How about buying cleverly crafted merchandise that has cute, witty, interesting sayings? Again, no. You'll just listen to the free version of the podcast and complain about the amount of annoying commercials. How are we going to get it through your thick skull that it all costs money, including Patreon, to carve out a nice, healthy slice of pie for themselves? Now Jen can count on you to do one thing. Lament the podcast is going away. She deserves a lot better than your sorry existence. Jen is being forced by your hand to justify to herself that she doesn't want to tour or talk about her life anymore and that she is thrilled about writing for someone else at an office job. Do you know why that's so? She that is not true. I will explain it on the Patreon version. She traveled to your town, arranged for the theater, did morning radio with the grossest people on God's green earth, and then she comes out on stage to crickets. How infuriating. Her return on all this effort, bupkis, sometimes even less than diddly squat. Others are rewarded with millions every month doing that. Instead, her fan base is a bunch of cheapskate Charlenes who won't even pony up if a gun is pointed to their head. It's too late now. This ship has sailed. <laughs> oh, God, that's really funny and sweet. But um, none of that is how I feel or true. And you can hear about it all on Patreon.com slash Jen Kirkman. Thanks for subscribing. Until next week, have fun. 